WUKY presents health news you can use. It's Dr. Greg Davis on medicine. It's been a couple of months since we last heard from reporter Karen Czar, who recently underwent a bone marrow transplant for multiple myeloma. I talked with her today about how the journey is going. Karen, thank you so much for chatting with me again, and it's really good to catch up with you and hear how your journey has been going. And I I know you've been through some rough patches, but uh, what can you tell us? Thanks so much for having me on again. We are just, uh, just over two months out from transplant. And so we're looking at, they said it takes about three months before I start to really feel a bit back to my old self again. So I've got about another month to go. And so the plan is hopefully I will be back on the air in January, fingers crossed. Uh, So that is the goal. Um, Things have gone well, but uh, you know, I've gotten so many letters and emails from listeners and thank you so much to everyone who's reached out. If I haven't gotten back with you yet, uh, I definitely will. Um, Talking about how much they appreciate hearing my story and how brave I am. And I think part of being brave means not only talking about the things that are going well, but also talking about the challenges that I've had, uh, cause it, it hasn't been an easy road. So for anyone out there who is going through something like this and whatever your medical challenge is, uh, please know that I know, and I've been there, there are going to be hard days. They're gonna be great days, embrace them. <laughs> Um, but it, it's been a struggle. I'm not going to lie. Well, yeah, and not, not only have you had physical challenges, obvious ones from having uh, a bone marrow transplant, but there have been psychological challenges that you've spoken very freely about as well. Yes, and, and I, I do want to thank you so much. You have been an incredible friend through all of this uh, and mentor and just giving great advice and, and being there for me, and I so appreciate it. Um, yeah, it, isolation, especially for someone like me, who's so used to being out and about and with people all the time has been incredibly, I'm not going to lie, depressing. Um, there are days where I struggle to get out of bed, not only physically, but because I'm mentally exhausted. And I spoke with you about this and I'm going to be open about it because I don't want anyone else to make this mistake. And I'm a smart person and I made the mistake. Um, but a couple of years ago, I had to go on an antidepressant because of a lot of the stories that I have to cover um, were, were very emotionally challenging. And it was not something I was expected to be on forever. And I had been feeling so great going into transplant um, that I kind of weaned off of it. And that was a huge mistake. And uh, I've learned from that lesson. I am uh, by doctors like you, we need to get you right back on that because uh, this has been an emotional challenge more so than I ever anticipated. And depression really crept in and it crept in quickly. Uh, So thanks to the advice from so many people, you being one of them, uh, is make sure that your doctors any change that you you choose to make, make sure your team is on board, uh, basically is what I'm trying to say. Don't don't go and make changes uh, based on your own, uh, I, I guess your own, uh, what would you say, analysis of your situation, because that's never a good answer. 
Well, always good to uh, check in with your healthcare professional, a theme that we've had on this show many, many times. And, you know, making a decision to go off of a medication is can be very fraught. And, you know, we have a saying in medicine, the physician who treats themselves has a fool for a patient. So, you know, we, we don't, even a physician should take that advice. And uh, it's hard to be objective when you're, when you're talking about yourself. And I admit I was a fool because the other thing with antidepressants is, as you know, it takes a while for it to get into your system and working again. Uh, mine uh, takes up to six weeks. So, you know, that's time lost where I, I didn't have to be suffering as much as I was um, because that medicine helps me and it's okay to need it. And I'm not embarrassed to say that I may end up being on an antidepressant for the rest of my life. Um, and that's okay. And I need, I don't know why there's such a stigma about it. And with as much as I've done stories about there not needing to be a stigma, I actually played into it myself thinking, oh, I'm strong enough and look how great I'm doing. And I'm so positive and I'm doing so well. Well, part of the reason I was doing so well is because of the medication. And I need to start looking at it as I look at all my other medicines that I'm taking for the transplant. I wouldn't stop taking the medicine that keeps me from getting pneumonia. Why would I stop taking the medication that keeps me from being depressed? It's the same thing. If, if you're supposed to be taking it, take it. I, I've never understood, and you and I have talked about this, I've never understood why culturally we think of mental illness any differently than we do physical illness. You know, we, uh, you, you said it so eloquently, Karen. I mean, uh, if we can take penicillin for an infection or insulin for diabetes, how is it different than taking medication for depression? And um, that, that stigma really does need to go away. The quicker, the better. And you and I have also visited many times on the concept of it takes strength to ask for help. And, and I think maybe we as Americans are acculturated to thinking we're all the Marlboro man and need to do everything by ourselves. And that was a myth. And so is, uh, you know, being able to function well in isolation. That is a myth. And, and speaking of isolation, you are, are you able to interact with others now? Or are you still pretty much just by yourself at home? just I, I have two roommates so i can interact with them i i'm allowed to go to the grocery store masked up and basically steer clear of everyone i go at a time when it's not very crowded that's literally about all i'm allowed to do and part of it is uh, i ended up with covid about three weeks ago and that really set me back quite a bit i would be allowed to probably have more visitors and go out a little bit more but that almost put me back in the hospital. Um, and fortunately, you know, there have been so many advances since the virus first came out three years ago. And so I was able to stay at home. I have an oxygen machine here. And because of the medications that they were able to give me, the Paxlovid, I was able to stay at home and I recovered, but it was really close. Um, so yeah, that's another thing. COVID, viruses, the flu, all of it is still out there. 
Um, so everyone just, you know, take care of yourself. Make sure you get your vaccinations. Um, I'm not trying to push things on people who uh, are against them, but I've, I've covered it for three years since it began, going on four years now. And I believe in them. I think that it's the best way to go. And I trust uh, Dr. Stack and I trust all the physicians um, who stand behind them. And, you know, thank goodness uh, that I had them because it could have been so much worse. Well, and, and of course, being vaccinated is not just for oneself. It's to protect one's community. And um, regardless of what your worldview is, you are part of a community and if I happen to bump into you at the grocery store and want to, uh, when I'm allowed to give you a hug, um, I'd like to know that I am up to date on all my vaccines as well, because I don't want to make anybody else ill. Oh, exactly. And the thing of it is what's so bizarre in my case, I'm not going anywhere. I wasn't out and about and my roommates did not have COVID. So where I, the only place I could have gotten it literally was um, from either another patient or someone working at the clinic when I went in for treatments. Uh, that's the only place I could have gotten it. And so you, we all really need to look out for one another. Exactly what you just said. We have a responsibility to look out for each other. Absolutely. Well, Karen, before we part, is there any other update that you'd want to give our listeners? Well, I, again, I'm, I am healing. I'm hoping to be back in January, fingers crossed. Um, unfortunately, I, I've been bad too about, I Google things. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, it could take longer. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to get out of my head on that one. January is the target date. And I am looking forward to turning the tables because my first interview when I return will be with you. So are you looking forward to that? Looking forward to it. I'm, I'm really looking forward to uh, hearing you back on the air. I have missed you. And, uh, you know, to paraphrase uh, Anchorman and Ron Burgundy, you're, you're kind of a big deal. <laughs> Ditto to you there. All right. Love you, my friend. I love you, too. Thank you so much for having me on. My thanks today to WKY reporter Karen Zarr for talking with us about her journey with multiple myeloma and her recent bone marrow transplant. For more information, visit our website at wuky.org. With health news you can use, I'm Dr. Greg Davis on medicine. Dr. Greg Davis is a forensic pathologist at the University of Kentucky who volunteers his time to cover important medical news for our community. This program is available as a podcast at wuky.org.